Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The country is melting down. You know, I'm in an old studio I haven't used in many years. I don't want to go into details. I did shows in this studio for 16 years. I've closed down two of my studios. I closed down my San Francisco studio because I won't even go over the bridge anymore. Got rid of the apartment. Put the equipment in a box. They can rot that city. It's a shame what Pelosi has done to that city and Newsom. A city they grew up in that gave them so much they let go to rot. In this studio where I am, I have a big poster blown up from a Daily News of years ago with a picture of Osama bin Laden. And the headline is Rot in Hell. Nine pages of coverage inside. And I thought how great this nation was when we were united against the Islamo-fascists. And now that we are ununited, disunited, and the vandals are running wild in the streets, the communist movement, active and alive, don't be mistaken, Black Lives Matter is run by two hardcore Marxists. They even boast about it. You stupid liberals are digging your own grave and throwing lime in the pit. So it brings us to the point where we are today, where the country is melting down. People are really frightened of the gangs, the violence. And then we come to Trump. Then we come to Fauci. Then we come to COVID. And so I tweeted a question this morning that caught fire. Have you given up on Trump? Do you believe the polls? Well, you should see the answers I got on that one. But you know, that begs another question. If you care to, you know, you're going to call and say, no, I haven't, and I still believe in him. Yes, I have. I don't believe him. That's not going to be a good conversation. It's talk radio. We need conversation. Have you given up on Trump? Uh, do you actually believe the polls? I actually don't believe the polls, by the way. I think they're all fake. However, I don't know that you're motivated to vote for him. See, this is the problem. It's not that the polls are correct. It's that I don't know that the Eddies and the Ediths are going to go out and vote again. Because what are you going to vote for? Rioting in the streets? Tough talk and no action? So that leads us to the next question. What should Trump's campaign slogan be this time? He has none. What is he running on? He wants to win? That's not enough of a campaign. Biden, as you know, is a hologram in a basement. And according to the fake polls, the hologram is beating Trump. The hologram is beating Trump, according to the polls. But what is Trump's campaign slogan? He has none, because he has an idiot running it. Brad, Car- Brad Parscale, somebody or somebody, a scraggly, beardy guy. I don't know where they got him from. I don't know who the guy is, a digital putz. He has no idea who Trump is. He has no idea what Trump's uh, base wants, and they don't care. So I'm going to ask you, the audience, what should Trump's campaign slogan be this time? Let me throw something out for you. Let's make it real simple. Borders, language, culture. What if Trump got up and in every speech said, I'm running on the campaign of borders, language, and culture right through the election? What would be wrong with that? Oh, I know what the left would say. What do you mean language? What do you mean by culture? Why, well, how dare you mention our culture? Well, let him support the slogan. Borders, language, culture. I don't think there's a better slogan out there. Now, there's another topic. If, if you care to join the conversation, 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE is the phone number, where if you get on the show, you'll be heard by more people than you've met in your whole life, and you'll meet for the rest of your life. And you've got to go through Tom, the call screener, because Robert is off this week, and uh, old Jim Verde is still there. Jim works 75 weeks a year. Jim is running the uh, the board, and Tom is taking your calls. So what should the slogan be? Do you Have you given up on Trump? Yes or no, you believe the polls. The other question is the, uh, the slouchy. I am such, oh, let's put it this way. I've watched slouchy's work, that's Dr. Fauci to you, since the AIDS epidemic days of the 1980s. I never trusted him then. I don't trust him now. I think he represents... I would suspect Big Pharma and everything he's doing, pushing a vaccine that's 
not only going to be dangerous, but unlikely to be effective at more than a 40, 50 percent rate. I believe he's only there for big pharma. And he's a very dangerous man. And I've been asking myself and you, the audience, for weeks now, if not months, which is a very simple question. Let me go back to the tweet of a couple of days ago. Not the face of hate, the one that Biden wants to pick, the one who likes Fidel Castro. Actually, before that, I did another tweet on Friday. President Trump, ignore Grassley and the Wall Street Journal. Do not weaken. The rhinos want you to wave the white flag. Do not surrender. Stay strong and you will win. I still believe it. Trump's got to be more Trump rather than less Trump. Now, when he arrested, when he catches these domestic terrorists who the FBI put out posters on and holds them up, then you're going to see his poll numbers jump. Just saying he's going to arrest them is one thing. The FBI actually put out pictures of a bunch of these vandals, and they're looking for them. I don't know how hard it is to find them. They could find Osama bin Laden hiding in a cave. How could they not find suspect one through, uh, through, through 15? They should be easy to find. They all very, very distinctive faces. Maybe their mothers could turn them in. So then I went on and uh, I went to the Fauci issue, which is very disturbing. And I, I, um, I asked this question 15 hours ago. Why does Trump allow Dr. Slouchy to undermine him and the nation? Now listen very carefully, all of you unscientific liberals out there, because you don't know science from a hole in your genes. The COVID mortality rate is extremely low. It's about 1%. The current infection rate is spiking, largely owing to the rioters, the young people, the young people, the rioters, who were hugging and kissing and rubbing up against each other for weeks on end. And they all went home to bars, beaches, and spread the virus. That's one major, major locus of infection are the rioters. Not the sole one, but one of the major ones. The other one is, of course, the workers in the restaurants. There's a high, high incidence of the uh, of virus amongst restaurant workers for obvious reasons because uh, epidemics tend to <laughs> proliferate in uh, crowded conditions. And it's always been true with all waves of immigrants in America, my own ancestors included, who live many, many people in small quarters, 10, 15 people to a small apartment, all they can afford. And diseases tend to spread more rapidly in such quarters. So you've got the uh, population of restaurant workers, largely immigrant workers, and it's spreading pretty rapidly amongst them. Then they're going to the restaurants, you know. I ate in the restaurant three times last week. I don't know sniffles yet. I mean, a slight earache, but I don't think that's a symptom yet. Um, so that's number one. Slouchy then today p- pulled a real big one. Today, Madman Fauci pushed for a mandatory COVID vaccine. Now, he'll set off a, a, a shooting war in this country if this mad son of a gun, if he keeps pushing this COVID vaccine in order to make money for his friends in the drug business, which is what people are suspecting is behind this madman. How could a man who was almost 80 years old have been in government for over 43 years? Do you know anyone in the government who's lasted over 40 years? I don't know of another person. This guy, Flouchy, has been there since the 1980s. He got ensconced during the AIDS epidemic. He did nothing of importance in his whole life. He's a politician, not a scientist. And now he's pushing the uh, COVID vaccine. Now, let me tell you something. Not only is it likely that the COVID vaccine will be ineffective in about 50 to 60% of the cases of people who get it, but it could be very dangerous for many people because they're rushing it. You cannot rush a Frankensteinian vaccine like this. It's bad enough with vaccines that are well known. This is going to trigger a civil war in this country. If they start to try to use police to give you a shot, there's going to be a shooting war in this country, I can guarantee you. And he knows it. This SOB knows it too. I want you to listen to uh, Dr. Slouchy in clips one and two. Now, here's the odd part. Why does Trump let him do this? See, you've got to ask yourself, why is Trump, who's supposed to be all-knowing, why is he letting Fauci push this lie, these big lies on everyone, and undermine him at the same time? When you can answer that question, I got a job for you as a fill-in host in the Savage Nation. Let's hear clips one and two, Jim. Doubt seriously that any vaccine will ever be... 100 percent protected the best uh, we've ever done is measles know. which is 97 to 90 hey, measles effective 
Um, we kill that oh, measles. Oh, that would be wonderful if we get there. I don't think we will. I would we'll settle for a 70, 75% effective vaccine. Oh, you would you? Because that would, would bring huh? you to that level of would be herd immunity level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to make sure we engage the community. Now listen as we're carefully, doing now, sheeple. To get listen, community sheeple. people to help us, for listen, people to sheeple. understand that we are doing everything we can to show that it's safe and that it's effective, and it's for the good of them as individuals. You just said it isn't and safe and in effective. society to take the vaccine. So we have a lot of You'll work take to do it because, up. as you well know, we've spoken about this intensively in the past. There is a general anti-science, anti-authority, anti-vaccine feeling among some feeling. people in this country, some an people. alarmingly large percentage of people, relatively speaking. So he's talking to the co-conspirators at CNN, and Trump doesn't fire him immediately. So this message is coming from Trump. It's not coming from Fauci. You see, you don't understand something. Fauci wouldn't breathe in public unless Trump's inner circle gave him the right to do so. So there are the liberals around Trump who are telling him to go out there and, and put out this garbage, this rubbish. And for him to say there's a general anti-science, anti-vaccine feeling among some people, uh, it's more like 35% of, of the people po polled who would absolutely reject taking a vaccine. I would, I would absolutely take up arms to not let them put a vaccine in my arm. No one is strapping me down to a gurney and injecting me. I'd shoot my way out of a house before I let them do that. I will never let this... I have words for him I cannot use on a national radio show. Do you have any idea what amount of money they're, tr they're trying to charge now for that remdesivir that he also pushed? That unproven, untested drug from Gilead Pharmaceuticals, originally an Israeli company. Do you have any idea that they want something like several thousand dollars a dose? Are you people not able to put two and two together and follow the money because I am and that's my job. So we're living in a time of trouble, very trying times in this country right now. You've got mobs in the streets that are being unchecked. You've got Black Lives Matter, a known Marxist terrorist organization, bamboozling people in the suburbs, going through Beverly Hills and terrifying the Larry Davids of the world, who probably came out and gave them bottles of water and cash donations. I'm sure Larry David invited them into his house for a segment to show what a good, a good liberal he is. I was walking through a town here in Northern California yesterday, beautiful Sunday, beautiful little town, and there was a store going out of business because of the epidemic. And I don't know who put it up in their windows, but it said, silence is compliance, Black Lives Matter, in huge letters. I don't know about you, but I was so infuriated to be insulted like that. This is the Savage Nation. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. We're talking about some very serious problems in the United States of America right now. The communist media those who are undermining the presidency and us, we the people who elected him, make no mistake about it. I'll still tell you again, by attacking him, they're attacking his original message. They're attacking nationalism. They're trying to roll us over into an internationalist part of the whole uh, United Nations, World Health Organization insanity. I just got something from a doctor who knows an awful lot about it. She's a trained scientist, and she says masks are useless. I, you know, I, I walk around Marin County, California, and I see the submission of these dunces, these fools, these moron liberals. They are, to me, a mask is a sign of submission to the government. Now, if they really worked, I wouldn't be saying this. But let me read you some real science, those of you who are stupid out there. And it comes from a Dr. Simone Gold. You may not have heard of her. This letter was accepted by USA Today and then rejected after it ran through the sieve of lies. Just look her up, Simone Gold, MDJD. She knows what she's talking about. She wrote, It is clear to me as a physician lawyer that the disinformation about both COVID-19 and the Constitution has caused us to turn a medical issue into a legal crisis. The legal, uh, the, the scientific useless, let me restart again, the scientific usefulness of a mask has been so aggressively overstated and the foundational importance of the Constitution has been so aggressively understated 
that we have normalized people screaming obscenities at each other while hiking. She goes on. The COVID virus was supposed to be contained in the kind of lab where people wear astronaut suits and go through triple sealed doors. It is a con of massive proportion to assert that now, having escaped those environs, a bandana will magically do the trick. The pore size of cloth face coverings range from 20 to 100 microns. The COVID virus is 200 to 1,000 times smaller than that at 0.1 microns. I know most of you went blank on me already. She then gives an analogy. Putting up a chain link fence will not keep out a mosquito. Even the most esteemed medical journals admit their purpose is to calm anxiety. Quote, expanded masking protocols, greatest contribution may be to reduce the transmission of anxiety. So all of you compliant morons in the liberal communities running around with your stupid bandanas thinking you're at a Halloween party, you're idiots. She goes on. Of course, by knowledge or common sense observation, most Americans already know that masking everyone is superstition. But unlike privately carrying a lucky charm, mandating facial coverings requires the consent of the governed. The consent of the governed, you, you compliant liberal fools, you. I'll go on. Wearing a mask is useless. It is a mark of your submission, and you're giving up your liberty. If it worked, I wouldn't be saying this. I told you why they don't work. The virus is 0.1 microns. The pore size of cloth face masks ranges from 20 to 100 microns. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Look, it's no surprise that what's going on in the world might be contributing to more stress and sleep deprivation. Let Ebb help. Ebb Sleep is a wearable solution that fits over the forehead and gently and precisely cools the forehead to reduce those racing thoughts to allow people who are suffering from sleeplessness drift more comfortably into a deeper, more restorative sleep. Ebb is clinically validated and four out of five users report falling asleep faster and improving overall sleep quality. Ebb Sleep understands the uncertainty you may be experiencing at this time and wants to help. Now, does it really work? Robert, one of my producers, has been using Ebb Sleep for a few weeks. He's noticed a dramatic change in his sleep. He's falling asleep faster and waking up feeling more rested than he has in years. He's even acting nicer to me. It's got to be that EBB Sleep understands the uncertainty you may be experiencing at this time and wants to help. Our listeners can save $25 off what you order by using... My listeners can save $25 off their order by using promo code SAVAGE to save. And then continue to try Ebb risk-free, risk-free, risk-free for 60 nights to confirm it's the solution you've been looking for at tryeb.com slash savage. I got to spell it for you because I want you to try it. T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash savage. Tryeb.com slash savage. Why don't you let us help you get the sleep you need and remove the risk from your purchase? You win all around. That's T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash savage. Tryeb.com slash savage. Promo code savage to save. Would you please order today and get that night's sleep you've been looking for? With everything going on, get the sleep you need and you deserve. Tryeb.com slash savage. Trust Robert. He went to tryebb.com slash savage. And I can tell you, it's really helping him. It will help you. Just go to tryebb.com slash savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So you've got a trained liar, this Fauci, who's been ensconced in government for over 40 years. He failed the country during the AIDS epidemic. He's failing us now during the, uh, whatever this pandemic might be called. You can call it the Wuhan virus or COVID, whatever you prefer. He is definitely tied into the COVID drug lobby, in my estimation. The drug is now going to cost you $3,120. Who's going to pay for it? Uncle Donald? $3,120 for the drug, remdesivir, whatever the heck. Now, the mask issue. They're useless, according to Dr. Simone Gold. 
You don't even have to know who she is. You don't have to believe me. Let's say you're a leftist who listens to my show because you know I'm smarter than you are, and you know that I know things about stuff you know nothing about, and that you learn things from me even though you may disagree with me. So let me give you, again, a fact that you could take home and chew on through your mask. COVID virus, COVID virus is 0.1 microns in size. The pore size of cloth face coverings range from 20 to 100 microns. Dr. Simone Gold says, putting up a chain link fence will not keep out a mosquito. So the mask is simply to reduce anxiety. She says uh, that many cultures mandate clothing that appears totally irrational to outsiders. Never have those cultures pretended that there is a scientific basis for their clothing requirement. Their leaders rule and their citizens accept that their choice of clothing is due to religious or cultural preference. Not wearing a mask is not mere personal choice like deciding between a head covering or a t-shirt. It is a flashpoint for being a free human being who has consented to be governed but has not consented to be ruled. We do not consent to a masked America because that is a fundamental change in American society, culture, norms, and rights. People who are apathetic toward their own liberty cannot eliminate constitutional rights for those who are not. This is not the first or last time that people who believe in superstition are screaming the loudest. The Constitution exists precisely to protect all people during times of mass hysteria. She concludes as follows. The mask has become the most visible symbol of social conditioning to Americans determined to preserve individual freedom. Thus far, most Americans have continued to give their consent to be governed, but you are trying our patience. Simone Gold, MDJD. She is a brilliant woman, doctor and a lawyer. She writes a brilliant article. This was originally accepted by USA Today and then rejected by the propagandists who run that, that rag. Bottom line is masks are useless. They're a mark of submission. When I see children with their parents being forced to wear a mask, I don't know what kind of parents these are. They're abusing their children. I see little children, two, three, four years old, being forced to wear a mask. These children don't even know that their parents are just stupid, compliant, societal goons. These are the people, well, I could go on and on about who they are. Now, remember, the COVID mortality rate is extremely low. It's about 1%. The infection rate may be spiking right now, but the mortality rate is very, very low. So the panic that is ensuing is because Governor Newsom, Governor Cuomo, and the other far-left governors never had so much fun in their lives as when they destroyed all the businesses in their states. They never had so much fun as having all that power over everyone. They never felt so important. They never had such a, a rush, a power rush, as when they had all the sheeple in their states cowering inside their homes. And now they want that power again. Now they want their power again. Trump better not let them do it to us again. Meanwhile, in Seattle, the anarchists, the communists, the Black Lives Matter terrorists who took over that downtown community, uh, another shooting in the area they took over. Another shooting, another murder in the area. Another murder in the area, and it wasn't white nationalists who did the murdering, okay? Another brainwashing by the Larry David types of America, in my estimation. So here we are. Fauci, herd immunity unlikely if enough refused vaccine. You betcha. You betcha, little Aunt. Tony, listen to me, Tony. You even said that the vaccine is not 100% effective. He said, I'd settle for 70, 75 effective. But how many people are going to get sick and die from your Dr. Strangelove vaccine, Anthony? Why are you pushing the vaccine so hard, Tony? Why do you want so many people to submit to you, Tony, for the same reason the governors want people to wear masks that are of no value whatsoever? So here are the questions to you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 855-407-282. What should the campaign slogan for Donald Trump be this time? I suggest, suggest borders language culture. I suggested that. Now I'm going to take some of your calls, uh, Sue in Nevada, line seven. Go ahead, Sue. You're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm going to tell you why Fasci, the fascist, is able to give medical advice and uh, spout off. It's because Trump cares for only three people, he himself and him. 
So this is a way to absolve him of anything medical. Now, when he was, when the president was on your show, I thought you were going to ask him if the vaccine is optional or mandatory, because I believe it's mandatory. Well, first of all, it's unconstitutional to make a vaccine mandatory. But the way the, the way that the socialist communist dictators like Newsom and uh, that one in New York, uh, the, the, the one with the sausage voice, Palmer. what they're going to do, the sausage voice in New York will say it may not be mandatory, but without it, you can't go into a restaurant, you can't go on a public transportation, whatever. This is how the fascists are going to do it. What do we do? I don't know. We're not there yet. Okay. We're not there yet. I don't know what we're going to do. Trump. Right now, I'm, de- I'm dealing with a day-by-day thing. So you've disavowed, you don't think Trump is in, in control of this? Not at all. He only cares for him, he himself and him, and his family won't be getting the vaccine, for sure. So, Sue, let's go back in time. Are you a Trump voter originally or not? Yes, I was. I even campaigned. Yes. Um, okay, so, now, so you're one of the women who's walked away from him. So, and with his brutality of killing wildlife, going into bear caves and shooting the bear, mother bear and her cub, going off to Mongolia and killing a rare sheep. I'm, I'm an now, I don't argue with you on that. I think that their record on the environment is sickening, abysmal, nightmarish. It set the country back 70 years. A hundred. And- it's like cold stack mentality when it comes to animal life and the environment. Right. I've never seen anything like the, the mentality that has permeated uh, the the administration on this issue. I tried my best. There's only so much a man can do, Sue. I know. Now you've been good, and and I'm and this is my thrust against him. It's he himself. So are you going to vote for the for the hologram in the basement and and let's say a a Black Lives Matter vice president? That's what you want instead. I don't know if I, we're going socialist dictatorship either way. So I'd rather it be smooth. We're going to get there because the uh, the uh, global world is in con- the deep state is in control. We're not anymore. Well, what what do you think caused the the, the lack of control? It was the virus, wasn't it? Uh, well, they were trying for years to uh, flip the country and never let an opportunity go to waste. We're a crisis. As- you, well, you sound like a very, very thoughtful person, and I, I can't say I actually disagree with one word that you spoke today on the show, Sue, and I thank you for, for, for calling the Savage Nation. That opens up a line. I hope we can get the next caller. I know we've had trouble before. That was Sue. Now we're going to go to another caller in a different part of the country. We'll try that again. Minnesota, Daniel, line one. Go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation, line one. Yeah, Mike, I think they should take the slogan away from the feral pigs in the street and turn it around on them and say, look, no peace, no justice. No you mean instead of no justice, no peace, we turn it around on them? Yep, because, because where there is no peace, you can't have justice anyway. You can't have a civilized society, so no peace. Well, they're not civilized. These are not civilized people. These are vandals. These are the vandals of the type that destroyed the Roman Empire. You know, when you see the Black Lives Matter thugs raging through communities like Beverly Hills yesterday, and their slogan is end capitalism, what does that have to do with uh, the killing of that guy up in Minneapolis? Tell me. Absolutely. Nothing. Nothing. So the communists who have, by the way, the two women who founded Black Lives Matter, they're very smart women, they've finally found a way to achieve what Bernie Sanders and uh, the others have been trying to do for, for decades and were unable to achieve. And their Marxism is now so prevalent that people don't even know that they're complying to a New World Order socialist Marxism, you know. All right, so you say the slogan should be no peace, no justice. W- what is Trump's slogan right now for re-election? He has none, does he? Uh, not that I can, not that I'm... No, I don't know what his message is other than don't, don't elect a socialist. That's not a message to me. That's a negative message. He ran originally on basically a modification of borders, language, culture, didn't he? More or less, in, in more than one word, more than those three words. It was about secure borders. It was about make America great again. And it was about the foundations of America. That was borders, language, culture. Why doesn't he actually just say borders, language, culture now? 
I should take over his campaign because he would win if he ran on borders language culture. Let's say that I don't know that he'd win. I would say he has a good chance of beating Biden and the invisible machine if he ran on a strong campaign of borders language culture. Back in a minute. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. Dr. Fauci said we have a serious problem ahead. Take this seriously. We are at 4% of the world's population. We are 25% of the cases and the deaths. 25%. We have the worst record of any country in the world. And the president says we're making progress or whatever. So this is, this is life and death. And Moron. we do have a plan uh, to, to, again, reverse... Idiot this trend as well Stupid as to woman. kill off this virus we don't oh, you have know what the hell you're talking about we dummy. don't have a cure god willing and science enabling god willing we will sometime soon she is probably one of the most devious people i've ever heard in my life she says we have 25 percent of the cases and deaths without saying that she encouraged the mobs to tear down statues and congregate in the streets she's responsible for the surge not you or i that's number one number two the liar George Stepanolovus, a known propagandist and liar, a hater of everything decent in American life, then gives her a leading question in clip eight about wearing a mask. Listen to these two liars. Listen. To mandate Hate. the wearing of masks across the country. Um, I definitely long overdue for that. And my understanding that the right, turn it off. For that. For that. Make sure that you uh, uh, enunciate correctly and you'll sound real smart. It's really long overdue for that. No stupid Nancy. No stupid Nancy. A cloth face covering. The pore size in it. Look at the pores in your own skin. It ranges from 20 to 100 microns, stupid Nancy. The COVID virus is 20, 200 to 1,000 times smaller than that. It's 0.1 microns, Nancy. I know you went blank on it. Because the only zeros you understand are those in a bank account. Nancy, stop putting out false information. Stop being a liar. You're a woman 80 years of age. 80 years of age, can't you stop lying to the American people in the name of power and greed? The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Chip in and support our campaign. Text Joe Two three three oh three two three three oh three three two days ago actually not two days ago saturday seems like two days ago sometimes i wake up and i think it's 1920 and not 2020 and uh, i guess it was uh four five six days ago i can't even remember now i'm losing track of time when god's name needs a hundred rounds and a bullet and now we have over 120 million dead from covid one trillion six four hundred billion hundred sixty one thousand brothers sisters mothers fathers sons <laughs> daughters grandparents My lost God. it would put 720 million back million women back in the workforce nobody <laughs> says you can have around a, a magazine with a hundred clips in it a hundred bu bullets in it we protect <laughs> geese more than we protect no joke you can only have three three shotgun shells go to joe Three oh three two three three oh two three oh three three three. All right, you get the picture. The guy's shot. The guy's shot. The brain is shot. He's shot completely. He's got one maybe 25 30 percent functionality. And uh, as I've said to you before, who he picks to be his running mate will be the president within six months to a year because this man's not making it past the finish line. That's a big story, who he's going to pick. Now, there was an interesting story uh, picking uh, Tammy Duckworth as his VP choice. She looks like a wonderful person, by the way. I wish the Republicans had someone like her. You may not know Tammy Duckworth, and uh, don't think I'm promoting Biden. I would never vote for him if he was the last candidate. If there was only one man on the ballot, I wouldn't vote for him. Let me put it that way. So if he picked Tammy Duckworth, Trump would have a lot of trouble. Who is she? Well, she's a war hero. She is a former Army lieutenant colonel who lost both of her legs during combat duty in Iraq. She's 52 years old, fourth year of her first term in the Senate, before which she served two terms in the House. 
So she's way beyond the losers that are being considered in terms of experience in, in, the, in, the, in politics. But it's her life story that's really important, Tammy Duckworth. And she didn't just serve in the Army as a flake. The woman who became a helicopter pilot, you know how tough that is? She flew near Baghdad one day in 2004 when her Black Hawk helicopter was hit by an RPG. The explosion almost killed her. Uh, But she lost her legs. She lost her legs. But after that, she came out of the military. And she had a family. She has a bunch of children. She's a wonderful married woman. She's a real American. And uh, she's not a progressive in terms of what the psychopathic left wants. Not at all. They hate her, actually, because she's too normal and she's too patriotic. She's not a progressive at all. And uh, you can't dismiss her. She is a real, real American. She was born in Bangkok to an American father and a Thai mother. So the left already is thrilled that she'd be the first Asian American and the first woman of color on the presidential ticket of one of our two major parties. Like that, That's important. To me, it's not important. To me, I judge people by the character of the person rather than the color of their skin, something that Martin Luther King Jr. taught all Americans. But apparently that didn't make it to the, to the left wing in the country today. They judge you based on the color of your skin and your sexual orientation. So that's Tammy Duckworth. They're talking about her as a possible running mate for dumb Biden. She's far and away a quality human being, a real American patriot, I only wish that we on the Republican side had someone like that somewhere down the line. I don't know if we have anyone like that. I like Tom Cotton, but he's, you know, he's not a woman. (laughs) He's he's not a woman of color. Let's put it to you that way. And you know how important that is today in this country, right? Now we're talking about Trump. Have you given up on Trump? Do you believe the polls? Why Why does Trump allow Dr. Slouchy, the liar, to undermine him and the nation? The COVID mortality rate is extremely low. The infection rate is spiking largely due to the rioters who were encouraged by the left-wing governors who then went into bars and beaches and spread it around. What should Trump's campaign slogan be this time? And uh, there's another story that I can't omit. The, 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 I don't know how, I don't know the right word for it. I'm afraid to use the wrong word here. Who got the mail-out money? Did you get any? Maybe you got a few pennies. Do you know who's getting the money? Why is this administration hiding who got the bailout money? Well, a little bit came out on Sunday uh, from the Federal Reserve on the list of roughly 750 companies that got the bond buys and included Apple, AT&T, Jack Daniels, Walmart, ExxonMobil. It is really a small amount of money comparatively. It's only $429 million in corporate bonds from 86 of those companies, including AT&T, Walgreens, Microsoft, Pfizer, Marathon Petroleum. Why are you not alarmed at the fact that this is for the first time in American history that the Fed was purchasing corporate bonds during the viral outbreak? Why? Well, panicked investors were dumping most types of securities in a rush to hold cash. And that pushed up a range of interest rates and made it nearly impossible for companies to borrow more uh, by issuing new bonds. So now the Fed's jumping in to the private sector, which it's never done before. He said, the head of the Fed, Jerome Powell, said that by ensuring large companies can borrow more, the Fed is seeking to keep those firms from having to lay off workers. But here's the caveat. Even though they're getting the help from the government, the corporations are not required to keep all their workers, so it's a big lie. It's, it's a big lie. And why don't we know who got most of the money for the small businesses? Why are they hiding that from us? Why, I, you know, this is very disturbing to me. You know that I'm a man of the people. I'm an immigrant son. You may not like me politically in some areas, but I'm a man of the people. I don't like the idea that the Trump administration is hiding who got the bailout money. We're talking about the billions and billions of dollars. Because I heard some rumors that will make your hair stand up, and I can't, I can't announce it on the radio till I know it's true. I heard some rumors that made me sick to my stomach, actually. So we're all trapped between, as they say, the proverbial rock and a hard place. We're not going to vote for Biden because he's not real and he's senile. And yet we have a, an administration that's in a tailspin. Make no mistake about it. They're in trouble. 
They're in trouble. I don't care whether you want to believe it or not. They're in trouble. Like one of the callers said, they're in trouble with women uh, for a number of reasons. They're in trouble with environmental people on the conservative side for obvious reasons. You say that's a small number. I say you're wrong. There's a lot of problems out there right now. To me, law and order is the number one issue. Number one and two issues, law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. Without law, without order, we have no society at all. I have said this before on this show, without civility, without civility, we cannot have civil rights. Has anyone said that better? No. That's why I'm a wordsmith. Without civility, and this is directed to Black Lives Matter, this is directed to the left-wing scum that are knocking down statues. I hope you all get 10 years in prison and you scream for mommy from Gitmo. If it was up to me, I'd send you to Gitmo for 10 years. You like the sun, don't you? I'd send you to Gitmo. It's still open. Anyone who is uh, caught pulling down a statue, and properly tried and convicted, should get 10 years in Gitmo. That should be the fine and the punishment. But I'm going to say this again. Without civility, you cannot have civil rights. Without civility, civil rights mean nothing. So all you, quote, civil rights activists who are actually hurting Americans of African descent in this country, by the way, they're the the biggest losers in these riots are middle-class African-American people who are going to be the targets of your uh, mayhem. It's not those pulling down the statues who will ever get caught and pay the price. They'll hire some bad lawyers from NYU and Harvard, probably shop it to another fetid judge who belongs in a prison himself. No, no, it's the poor African-American people who clawed their way up through hard work and brains to get where they are. Who, they're the ones who are going to be suspect from all of your rioting and your mayhem. They're the ones who are going to suffer. You're not helping the cause of uh, African-Americans in this country. You're actually setting them back 50 years. What you've done is antagonize people who were moving in the right direction, and you've antagonized them and moved them in the wrong direction. And I'll remind you again, without civility, you cannot have civil rights. Without civility, you cannot have a civil society. And if they are not contained by Trump, he's not going to win. I don't care about all the hot air and all of the tough talk. It means nothing to me. Unless they catch them, the FBI, those statue topplers, and actually arrest them and keep them in prison until they are actually tried. I don't want them released, by the way, on their own, on bail. No bail. No bail. No bail. No bail for the statue topplers. You take those girls and you lock them up in prison and they can't get mommy to help them they'll suddenly realize what they're doing in this country, that there's a society out there that hates them and wants a society that is civil. We want a civil society. We don't want a society ruled by a mob. You want mob rule in this country? You want mob rule in America? How could you disagree with the word I am saying? We all need stability in this nation right now. Nancy Pelosi provoked the mobs. She called herself a disruptor when she gave a valedictorian speech or something at Berkeley a number of years ago. She said she was a disruptor. She encouraged the anarchists. She encouraged the rioters. She owns this. Pelosi and the whole Democrat Party own the riots and the statue toppling, the looting, the burning, the trashing. They own it. Now, that should be enough to get Trump elected. Unfortunately, there's a thing called Twitter. How many years have we said to the president, stop it already? Why must you react to everyone as though they're equal to you? Do you know how diminish, how you diminish the presidency, President Trump, when you do that? You know, one thing about Obama, he was insulted regularly by people like myself and others. I wrote books about him. Never once did he call me out. Never once did he name me and call me a name. He understood something Obama did, which is that the presidency is an institution unto itself, and that the minute you stoop down to the level of the gutter from the presidency, you lower yourself to the gutter level. So for him to react, Trump, to every moron in the media, whether it's a Joe this or a a Nancy that, he diminishes the presidency, he diminishes himself, and this is a problem. And I think this is why people are getting very fed up with him, is that we thought that he would stop campaigning, we thought he would grow into the office, we thought that he would stop being juvenile about the insult stuff. This is not good. And he's only got a few months left. 
truthfully to get his act together. I know these are harsh words, and I'm going to vote for him because I would never, ever vote for the other side if they were the last choices on the planet. I would never vote for my own demise. And if I gave you a list of all the things Trump has accomplished, you'd be quite surprised, by the way. There are quite a few accomplishments. Unfortunately, he's in deep trouble right now with the electorate. Whether you believe in the polls or not is not important, truthfully, in a way, because there's so much dissent right now in this country. There are so many people who are unhappy with the country that I'll go back to my other adage, which is that when a nation is in turmoil, the incumbent always gets blamed. Rightly or wrongly, it does not matter. When a nation is in turmoil, the incumbent always gets blamed. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Whatever happened to my nation? How did it go up in smoke in front of my eyes? I grew up on African-American music. I grew up on African-American teachers. I grew up on African-American wisdom and intelligence. How did it melt down like this? Here's a story. Trump administration secretly worked with known CNN communists on police issues. That's my headline. There's a guy named Van Jones who was an avowed communist. He said he's a communist many times on CNN. Turns out he was uh, meeting with Jared Kushner to craft the police reform stuff that Trump came up with, which is unbelievable to me. I mean, is that smart politics? Maybe. I mean, you know, politics makes strange bedfellows and all of that. I once had Schumer on the show when I was trying to stop the, the Dubai ports deal. But Van Jones, a known communist, coming into the White House in secret meetings to put out a recent executive order on police reform in secret White House meetings? No, something's, something's awry here. Something's awry. CDC indicates COVID infection fatality rate less than 1%. Told you that. Very important you know this. The infection rate is less than half of 1%. I'm sorry, the infection fatality rate is no higher than one-half of 1%. One-half of 1%. Now, compare that with the alarming estimate of 3.4% announced by the director of the fraudulent WHO, Tidros Adhanun which fueled the global lockdown. Who was this moron, Tidros Adhanom Gebrehusen of WHO, who fueled the global lockdown with lying data? And Fauci's another one, another one, another one who lied. So the infection rate is different than the mortality rate. Mortality rate is extremely low. There's no need for this panic. I also taught you that masks do not work. They do not work at all because the pore size of the virus is too small to be stopped by the masks, which have a larger pore size. The analogy is that of a chain link fence being put up which would not keep out mosquitoes, the virus being the mosquito in that case. You get it? But yet they're pushing it. These ignoramuses, these power-mad lunatic governors are pushing masks on children too. I see, I see pay, people walking around with little children with masks on. I want to cry. I feel like calling Child Protective Services when I see children, two, three, four, five, complying like this to the liars in government who have scared the life out of them. How is this generation ever going to grow up sane? How are the young boys ever going to fight a war against the foreign enemy? They've been turned into capons, deballed, turned into frightened little self-hating deballed capons by this left-wing juggernaut of deceit. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. I've taken political heat. Okay, there are facts in this politics. Uh, there's no doubt in nursing homes all across this nation, that's where we saw most of the deaths. Not most, but almost 50% of the deaths. Senior citizens in congregate yeah. settings. Uh, and uh, it's, it's becoming more and more clear that the infection in the nursing homes came from the staff that got infected and brought it in. Uh, but in New York, we're number 46 in oh, the let's nation. Stop right there. So he's justifying, he's justifying spreading... <clears throat> the epidemic amongst the poor old people who got it and died in the nursing homes. And we, um, as you well know, we should still be focusing on vulnerable groups, quarantining the vulnerable groups,
but we're not doing that. Once again, these demonic governors, interesting, the word dem, demonic, and Democrat have the same three letters in the beginning of the words, demonic dems, want to lock the whole nation down again. When the, We know now, what we didn't know in the beginning, that the number one mortality rate is very low, and number two, the hospitalization rates are very low, not very high, and the fear of overwhelming hospitals, which was rational initially, has no rational, rational basis today. So to do this to the people again, who have suffered so much from their mistakes and their stupidity, is a crime against humanity. I know people, I drive around, people I knew in the restaurant business are gone. I can't even mention the names because it's too embarrassing. I will tell you, there's a restaurant in San Francisco that has been, it was a tradition. It had survived World War I, World War II, the earthquake. It survived two world wars and an earthquake, but it did not survive Governor Newsom. The lockdowns destroyed this restaurant. And all the families that depended on it, all of the business, all of the businesses that depended upon supplying that that restaurant, gone. I drive around a county called Marin, north of San Francisco. There is a paper in the windows of many restaurants, all because of the stupidity and mistakes that were made by the government. And if they do it again, what do you think will happen? They don't have to do it again. The people should rebel against them, in my opinion. For two reasons. One, the mortality rate is very low. Number two, the hospitals are not being overwhelmed. There is no justification whatsoever for locking down California and New York again. The only justification is the madness of the governors themselves. That's the only justification. But the people have become sheeple. The people are compliant. The people are brainwashed. All they know is uh, uh, the slogans of the left. That's all they know. And when you see them submitting to the mask, you know it's all over. So here we are, we the people, maybe 30% of the population will resist. And I want to encourage you with something. It's important to remember that only one-third of the American population went to war against the British. It was only about 30% who decided to fight the British. One-third didn't want to do anything, and one-third actually was on the side of the British. The relativity of that statement applies today to where we are right now. It's only one-third of the people who will fight the tyranny and resist. Only right now the enemy is not Osama bin Laden. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>